Next kina chavav. It relates a medrash how Yirmiyo went to the Ma'aras Hamachpela and to waken the Avis to daven for Klai Yisrael to be saved. And each one of the Avis tried to invoke a particular schus that he had. Ramavinu mentions the Asar Nesyonis, but Hashem counters with the violation of Asar Sadibris. Yitzchak mentions the Akeda, but Hashem counters with the murder of Zechariah Navi. And finally, Rachel mentions her schus of giving the Simanim, and then Hashem promises to bring Klai Yisrael out of Golos, and this is referring to the Bayes Rishon. And I heard explained that what Rachel did was the epitome of Havas Chinam, uh, undeserved love, right? So she had every reason in the world not to give the Simanim. Le- Leah was stealing her husband, was knowingly participating in the trickery that Lavan was, was carrying out. And she didn't care. And even though she would lose her husband and didn't know if Yaakov Avinu would marry her nonetheless, she would not stand by and let her, her, her sister be humiliated. And it was this a kind of Ahava, this kind of love demonstration of selflessness for Ahava's Chinam that was saved the, the Jews. Because there's no counter for this kind of argument. Because Rachel can't counter with any kind of Avera because Rachel did everything without taking anything into account. She lost everything, gave up everything simply out of love. And it was because of that act that it was, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, because of that I have to bring Kalashra out of Gaulus because there is no Avera then that I can say that, oh, they did this, they don't deserve that. Because Rachel demonstrated that when there is true Ahava, then there's nothing that can possibly, nothing, nothing that can possibly stand in the way. The next Kina, Kina Chavzayin, talks about how Yermio met a Malach that was in the form of a woman who was representing Knesset Yisrael, uh, so to speak, the soul of Klal Yisrael. And Yermio tells her to repent, to do tshuva, and she was despondent. And instead, she beseeched Yermio to daven to Hashem, who then cries out, Malaav shehegla as benoi. What will be with the father who sent his children into Galus? <clears throat> and um, the next kina as well it deals with the Shekhinah crying and mourning over our pain, refusing to be comforted, to comforted. And this is a very powerful thought that Hashem is in Golos with us, is the way we ended this this uh, past kina. We said, Shulachti Bovela Lemanchem, Baruch Hu went into Golos along with us. And uh, he, the Eish Kaidish, the Piazetz Nerebbe, he writes that the pain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is like HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. It's nitzchiyas, it's infinite. And if the world would be able to experience a fraction of the pain of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it would be destroyed. And that's why it says, which we mentioned in earlier, Kinnis, B'mistarim tifka nafshi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to cry, he has to express that pain, B'mistarim, in the most hidden place, in the, the place that's the most removed from this world, because whatever little touches this world which would create a tremendous... A level of destruction. No one will be able to survive to to, to, to feel the pain that a Baruch Hu feels uh, along with us. The next kina kina chavches describes how great the loss of the Beis Hamikdash and the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash was, and it keeps on reiterating that it's impossible for us to be consoled. The kina ends with the words, mal. Your reply is, anything you say to try to comfort me remain insufficient. Hainuni the idolaters continue to taunt us. mal. Until Hashem looks down from heaven, that he will lower our enemies to the depths of Gehenim, and he'll raise us up. And only then 
will be comforted. comforted. And, and this is also a very important message for us that we shouldn't settle for less. We shouldn't settle for the, the comforts that we have in this situation that we live in, in Gaulus, and we shouldn't settle for anything less than a full nechama and, and a, a full geula. The next kina, kina chavtes, it continues in the same vein as this previous kina, and it implores Hashem to see the suffering of Kal Yisrael and to take revenge on the nations of the world that caused it. And it's important to understand that when we daven that there should be nekama, when we daven that there should be revenge, we're not referring to the base human emotion and of hatred and revenge. That's a very, that's a very bad thing. But we're, we're davening for something which is a very holy concept. It's one of the midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Keel nekama Hashem. Nekama, in this, in this context, means the ultimate Kiddush Shem Shemayim. When people that committed horrible and cruel actions, they demonstrated such abject evil, and then they seemingly went on unpunished, that's the, a tremendous chil Hashem. It, it undermines the concept of schar v'aynish. It, it makes people think that there's no punishment, less din, less dying. And that chil Hashem can only be corrected in one way, when the nakama finally happens, when they are punished, when then what they stood for is wiped out when they're forced to admit that, that they were wrong and what they, they represented is wrong, what they represented is evil. I remember reading for the, the first time when they finally discovered that Dr. Mangala Yamach Shemoy was, they, figured, they, they found out who he was and where he lived and that he you know, had gone to South America and, and raised a family and died, an old man. And it was a tremendous Chil Hashem, that that Russia of that degree that person who caused so much pain and so much sorrow and so much tsar lived his life. It's a tremendous Chil Hashem. And the only way that kind of Chil Hashem can be rectified is, is with Nakama, with the, the, the revenge, when the Kaddish Baruch will finally openly avenge all the people that, that, is, that, that committed these tremendous, these terrible acts. And he'll demonstrate that there is Chav Vainish, there is a Din Vidai, and there is judgment, and there is justice in the world. Amarati su many kina lamid. This describes the extent the extent of the kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash and how and essentially it was a, a mind-boggling concept that it housed the shechina of the Ber Olam. So one line is ma'ayne shemayim, the dwelling in the sky, shchokim is belucha and the heavens that house you, meleacha, they're filled with your mehaydecha from your splendor. But they can't fill. They, they, they can't hold you. They're not, there's not enough room in Shemayim for you. And most certainly the Beis HaMikdash. And then we daven that Hashem's presence shall return. We say, Kadesh Beis Ma'inai, sanctify the house of your dwelling. And return to the Beis HaMikdash. And gather all the legions of Chai Yisrael. And with that, the covet of HaKadosh Baruch will re-enter the Beis HaMikdash. Kina Lamed Aleph is a very famous Kina. It's Mitzesim Mitzrayim, Mitzesim Yerushalayim. The Kina compares how we left Mitzrayim and then at, at the peak of our glory, our greatness, and with Hashem in our midst of joy and rejoicing, and it compares it to how we left Yerushalayim with destruction and sadness. The first line is, Moshe said Shira, which won't be forgotten when we left Mitzrayim. And Yermio also, so to speak, sang a song. He said a kina, he said echa, with uh, groaning and pain when we left from Yerushalayim. 
Another line is Beisi Hiskoinein Meshachan Allah Ana Mitzesi Mitzrayim. The Beis Hamikdash or the Mishkan was created when we left Mitzrayim, and the Shechina openly rested upon it with an Anam. The Hamasi Kael Shachna Alai Kanana, but the the Hamas Kael, the, the anger of Hashem rested upon us like a cloud. Mitzesim Yerushalayim when we left from Yerushalayim. And <clears throat> this, this comparison has two very important facts, that reason why we, can't, we make this comparison in so many different ways. One is what Yirmiyah Navi says in Eicha, Hishluch Mishamayim Eretz Tferes Yisrael, that Klai Yisrael was cast down from the heavens to the earth. And the Gemara in Chagiga tells Rabbeinu HaKadosh has said this Pasuk, and he, the Sefer Eicha fell out of his hands and it hit the floor. And he, he then started crying at Hishluch Mishamayim Eretz, and uh, Reb Chaim uh, others, they explain that when Klai Yisrael fell, they didn't just fall, but they fell from the highest of heights to the lowest po- possible place. And when a person falls from that level, so then it's not just the fall, but the fall creates tremendous da- damage. When the person hits the floor, they get shattered. And, and that shattering is, the, the, is essentially the greatest da- danger. It's the, the loss of hope, the loss of belief that we can possibly ever get back to that level that we once had. A person, our, 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 our willpower gets shattered, our hope gets shattered, our, our, our belief that we can, we can, we, we can uh, overcome this and come back to this again. So that's one comparison that we keep on making and we're demonstrating that this is what we had and this is where we, how we left and we're trying to encourage ourselves that we could get it back and we could retain that level and we could attain that, 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 that kind of closeness with the Kaddish Baruch Hu again. But the contrast is a great reason to mourn. <clears throat> the other point is made by Rav Chaim Friedlander, also a very important point. And he says that <clears throat> he quotes the Mashkiach and previous Meshkiach and Panovich of Abba Grosbart, that they, there is a much deeper connection. He says, Chazal tell us that, that Meshur Rabbeinu addressed HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKel HaGedel HaGibar V'Hamnaira, He was the one who said those four words, and that's why we say those four, four words when we address HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We can only say the praise that Meshur Rabbeinu said, HaKel HaGedel HaGibar V'Hamnaira. But then, as the Kharbin progressed, the, the G'dayim of the time, each one started leaving out a word. So Yermio left out the word Naira. He said, how could you call Hashem Naira? Where is his Nairais? He's allowing the basic Mikdash to be destroyed. And Daniel uh, addressed HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Sefer Daniel, and he left out the word Gibar. He says, where, are we, where is the Gevura? He's not demonstrating any Gevura anymore. His children are being dis- destroyed. But then, when the Anshay Knesset um, reinstituted Shemana Esrei, they added all these words back in. And they said, no, you have to perceive Hashem's Gevura in the Hester Panim. You have to perceive Hashem's Naira even within the Hester Panim. He, he allows the nations who anger him to continue because, and he holds back his anger. He saw Hashem's fearsomeness, his Nairois, and the fact that this weak nation, Klai Yisrael, somehow manages to continue, to manages to, to, to survive even throughout all the nations trying to destroy us. And <clears throat> what this means is, is that the, 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 when we compare Yitzhiya Mitzrayim to Yitzhiya from Yerushalayim, we're trying to impress this upon ourselves, that the same kind of gvura, the same kind of nisim and, and isis and moifsim that HaKadosh Baruch demonstrated by Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, it's incumbent upon us to recognize that and Hester Panam as well, to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is really doing all those things through Hester Panam as well. He's saving us, but it's just with a Hester. He's... <clears throat> 
he's with us, he's close with us, but only through this this veiled approach. And we have and ha- we have the ability to grow both both of them equally. The same way Klaiso grew so great with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, with those Nisim and the flies, we have to u- utilize this opportunity to grow as great as well. So that's the depth that um, that's the depth that we're trying to pr- to to point out when we we make this comparison and each one of the things when we talk about Az Yasher with the song of glory of Akadosh Baruch Hu, we also talk about Eicha because Eicha is also a song and Eicha is also a song that that allows us to grow in a different way in appreciation of Akadosh Baruch Hu and Hester Panim and, and we mentioned in Eicha how Akadosh Baruch Hu will eventually have Rachmanas on us we just have to accept it we have to accept the pain the pain accept the punishment. Be quiet, and if we accept it, eventually Akash Baruch Hu will have mercy upon us. And that itself is also a tremendous avoidus Hashem and a tremendous service of Akash Baruch Hu. I mentioned uh, two weeks ago that that's, that's the Lechtei Chacharai Midbar. There was a Lechtei Chacharai Midbar, we followed Akash Baruch Hu into the Midbar, and there's a Lechtei Chacharai Midbar on a personal level when a person is going through a depression, a difficult time, a time of darkness. And he doesn't see how serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help. And nonetheless, he, fa- he follows HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's also a tremendous Lechtei HaKarei Bamidbar Baretz Lezeruah. And it's something which HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers. He remembers the, the Avaz Klulosayach, that kindness that we demonstrated then. And we continue to demonstrate now in Golis as well.